You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 64, Cubs Motown Madness. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook or email us. Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Happy uh, midweek, Crowley. How you doing? And I, I got to tell you, you know, you'd think winning two or three would make me happy, but uh, I'm not there. Yeah, it was a little bit uh, rough. Madness is a, a good title for uh, episode 64 because it was a lot of madness up in Motown, especially uh, on uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, you know, it was it just you're sitting here, you look at all the numbers, you see what these teams are doing, and and, all, and the Cubs are just like barely surviving. Maybe what did they used to call the 83 Sox winning ugly? Yeah. I mean, it's boy, oh boy. Yeah, it was ugly for sure. No doubt about that. So let's uh, go through it, Crowley. Game one was on uh, Monday night. That was Javier Assad's game. Yep, yep, yep. And the Cubs got on the board first as the Pirate Air opened the door to a big inning. We talked about a good hitter, how good of a hitter Spencer Torkelson is, right? I mean, that guy was hot, and he was hot most of the series. But, boy, he cannot field. I mean, with one out, Dansby walked and say a singled. Heimer Candelario hit one right to Torkelson, which would have been an inning-ending double play, but he didn't get his glove to the ground. It went right through the wickets. Dansby's going to score, and the Cubs would have runners at first and third. Then Alex Faseo threw a wild pitch to score Suzuki to make it two to nothing. And with two outs, Nick Magical doubled to put the Cubs up three to nothing. Seiya Suzuki later on would add a solo shot in the fourth. And, and, And Cub fans have to be feeling good at this point, right? Absolutely. You got to feel great at that point. No doubt about it. That's a good, good way to start it. And say a Suzuki is uh, keeping it going. So that, uh, that benching, if you will, really paid its dividends. Yep. And Javier Assad doing well, but in the bottom of the fifth, Dansby made an uncharacteristic error on a ground ball from Javi Baez. Assad then walked Zach McKinstry. He was able to get out of the inning, but I thought after that, he kind of looked really shaky. Um, when he came out in the fifth, the next two batters he faced, Spencer Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter. I mean, those guys are just hitting bombs. They've hit, they had eight when the series started. I don't even know what they have now. Yeah, and but it's not easy hit, to hit. A, it's not easy to hit the long ball in that park. No, no, I've been there. It, it, it's crazy big, and they hit back to back solo home runs and make it look easy. Um, and so the Cubs' lead was cut in half, four to two. Assad got one more out before top prospect Parker Meadows hit a single to end Assad's night. He went 5.1 innings, gave up two runs on five hits, but both of those runs, Dustin's, and three of the five hits he gave up came in that last inning of work. He walked two and struck out four, but I was happy with Assad's performance. Yeah, overall, it seems like he's still working into the role, if you will, trying to get in shape, kind of, you know, they like to talk about stretching a guy out. I think he's still getting stretched out and building up that endurance. So yeah, overall, not bad. And just, you know, two bad pitches back to back to the two studs that uh, the Tigers do have in their lineup. Yeah. Now, Hayden Wesniski came into the game, and Dustin, I was surprised. You know, this is, it's pretty early that, you know, after 5.1 innings, he, he faced two batters, got him out, but he didn't leave him in there. You know what I mean? Right. Now, is that an issue? Kind of the same question, Crowley. Um, is there something to the fact that Wesniski has to be stretched out or put in learn how to pitch in the situation. So this is a situation where I'd have to go back and check the box score. So he came into a game in relief. We know he's done that before. Has he come in, gotten the job done, sat down, 
and then come back out and had any success. Has he even done that? Or I, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I would think he probably has, but I'm just, tr- I, I'm with you. I was trying to figure it out and I don't know how to dig up if there's a, if there's a stat or a metric out there for that, that's easy to find without me combing through every box score. So has he gotten the job done, sat and down, got back up and had success now. So if he's, gotten the job done, sat down, come back in, and then not had success, maybe that was the reason why. Or if he's never done it, that could be another reason why. I don't see why it would be a big deal, but we've had it explained to us by people in the game that that could be an issue. You can ask Tommy Hadovy when he appears on the Mully and Haw show. Uh, uh, what, Wednesday's at 9? Next week, every, every other Wednesday. So every other he, Wednesday? Wasn't on, he wasn't on today. He'll be on next week, yes. Right, I'd love to know because, you know, I mean, he's a starter – Obviously, that wasn't a clean inning, but but there was nobody on when he came in. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he had a face right, well, you know saying. He, he, he got the yeah. job done. I just don't right. know if he's come out and then gone back in. That's what I'm wondering. Right, and I just can't see. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. I just can't see what the issue would be. Um, so, you know, that was it for him. Ian Happ hit a two-out triple, and Cody Bellinger singled to give the Cubs what would turn out to be an important insurance run because in the bottom of the inning, Michael Fulmer came into the game, and Oof. he struggled mightily. That's as bad as he's looked in a long time. Probably since the beginning of the season. He gave up a double, a single, and a walk to load the bases with no outs. With Parker Meadow making his debut, Fulmer threw a 2-2 fastball that was clearly out of the zone, but the ump gifted him with a strike three call. So appreciate that one, Blue. But uh, one out, bases still loaded for former Cub Javi Baez now. Okay, the bases loaded was bad. This really wasn't Fulmer's fault. He threw one that sawed Baez's bat off, and it landed right on the foul line, scoring it two runs to make it a 5-4 to four game. He saw it off the bat. What, what, is, what does Kumo always say? That bat died a hero? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, not much you can do there. And then Zach McKinstry hit a weak fly ball that fell in front of Bellinger, and the game was tied. Baez's, quote, double had an exit velo of 80 miles per hour, and McKinstry's single had an exit <laughs> velocity of 74 miles per hour. Just some bad luck. Like I said, the bases loaded situation to load the bases, that was on him. But the, the runs that scored at, on the Baez double and the and the McKinstry single, I mean, I had just bad luck, you know? Yeah. But uh, Daniel Plancia came out. He hadn't pitched since August 13th with runners at first and second, no outs, and the game tied at five. He was able to get two strikeouts to end the threat. So that looked good. Absolutely. Palencia looked good. That was a good situation from him. Uh, just, it, it just, here's the funny thing. I'm just going to admit something. I didn't even admit this on the Mully and Haw show. I don't believe with that four, nothing lead early on and Assad cruising Crowley. I was almost a little bit bored because they were playing the tigers. It was a Monday and I was like, eh, this is really not that interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll win this game. Okay. And then all of a sudden it got tight as heck. And, you know, I had to grab the uh, Pepto-Bismol, if you will, as we keep going through this thing. Oh, yeah. Down in it like like a shot, right? You got Absolutely. shot glasses of Pepto-Bismol. But with momentum on the Tiger side, Jan Gomes let off with a double. And somehow Nick Madrigal, on a ball that looked like was going to hit him, he basically was falling to the left when he hit this one. But it goes down the third baseline, and the Cubs retook the lead 6-5. to five. Madrigal would come around to score on an Ian Happ ground out, and the Cubs let 7-5. to five. Mike Leiter, Mark Leiter would close it out. He gave up one run on two hits, and the Cubs would win this one 7-6. to six. The offense scored seven runs on nine hits, four for 11 with runners in scoring position. How about Nick Magical going two for four with two RBIs? Seiya Suzuki had a solo home run. Dustin, Magical has slashed 298, 371, 422, 
since being called Beckham from Iowa with an 8.3% K rate. That's courtesy of our friend Alex Cohen down at the Iowa Cubs. I mean, the guy's done everything you could ask for. I mean, he's not a power hitter, but he's getting the job done. He is getting the job done. I have a feeling, you know, he might even make the hot list this week. We'll have to wait and see in a couple of segments. All right, so the Cubs are up one game to none. You had to suffer through that one. Then game two, you were you were more concerned about this than I was, and I was wrong. Drew Smiley rocked in game number two against the Tigers. So I guess I the question I had for people who told me, all right, Smiley's coming. I get it. Maybe he gets a little bit of rest coming out of the bullpen, you know. But I never saw anything that showed me that he was ready to be back as a starter. And, you know, it, the second batter he faced, Andy Ibanez, hits a solo home run. So welcome back, Drew. He walked the next <laughs> batter, Spencer Torkelson. He throws up a wild pitch, gives a single up to Kerry Carpenter, and the Cubs were down 2 nothing. Now, on the top of the second, the Cubs had two on and two outs for Morrell, who continues to struggle as he struck out to end the threat. The Tigers added another one in the second when Parker Meadows singled. Zach McKinstry hit a ground rule double, and Meadows scored to make it 3-0 Tigers. The Cubs didn't have a hit in the fourth inning when Ian Happ lit off with a walk. Dansby Swanson's going to homer to put the Cubs on the board. And then Seiya Suzuki singled, and Jaime Candelario hit a majestic home run, pimped it out, and the Cubs were up 4-3. to three. Hooray, right? Hooray, and he, uh, he definitely admired that one going out of uh, Tiger Stadium. Oh, yeah, and he knows what that's like. He's, he, he played <laughs> He's there done before. that a few times, yep, absolutely. But, you know, Smiley, Smiley gets handed the lead, and what does he do? He walks the first batter he faces, Parker Meadows. Zach Short would strike out. McKinstry would single, and then Matt Veerling singled. Candelario made a good play, but he should have pocketed it. He threw it away, and a run scored, and the game's tied at four. The next batter, Andy Abanez, the guy who hit the home run off him, the second at bat, you know, in the, in the first inning, he gets a pitch in the same exact location. And guess what? Same exact result, a three-run homer, and the Cubs were down 7-4. to four. Ridiculous. Yeah, at that point, I was really red-ass, Crowley. That, that really, really bothered me last night. Uh, they did a great job um, breaking it down on the postgame on Marquee, and literally they, they showed it. It was the exact same location, both pitches that were jacked. And so the offense continued to straight back, uh, fight back for the Cubs. Talkman walked in the fifth. Horner popped out and half struck out. But Cody Bellinger doubled to put runners at second and third. Dansby Swanson would single. Two more runs will score. And the Cubs were only down seven to six, but they wouldn't get any closer. Uh, the good, offensively, Dansby Swanson, big game, two for four with four RBIs and a home run. Candelario was two for four with two RBIs and a home run. And Seah was two for three. Hayden Wesniski went 2.1 innings and gave up only one hit. He struck out five and walked two, but the bad. Nico had an uncharacteristically rough day going 0 for 5. Ian was 0 for 4 with a walk, and Christopher Morell was 0 for 3. I said give Morell a rest. Made no sense when Magical was 2 for 4 the night before. Yeah, I agree with you there. And now we see that Hayden Wisniewski, obviously, if he went 2.1 innings in relief, he was able to get out of an inning. He sat down, he got back up, and he had success. But I wonder about going back to game one. We're going to have to dig deep on that. So game three, Crowley, the rubber match, just got done about an hour ago. It was an afternoon game, got delayed a little bit by some rain. Jamison Tyone throwing for our Cubs. Yep, good start to this one. Top of the second and one out, say a Suzuki doubles. Jan Gomes advances to third on a flyout, and Heimer Candelario with another double to put the Cubs up one to nothing. 
Cubs weren't done scoring in the top of the third with one out. Nico singled, Dansby walked. Ian Happ would strike out, but Horner and Swanson would execute a double steal. And with two outs, Cody Bellinger would single to put the Cubs up three to nothing. Now, Nick Magical would hit a two out RBI in the fourth inning to make it four to one. Dustin, Mark Magical is hitting 345 with runners in scoring positions and two outs. That's pretty good. Now, the game's going great. Tyone is cruising. He has a no hitter through five and only one walk. And that's where the nightmare begins. The first three batters reach to load the bases. He gets Riley Green to strike out. He gets Spencer Torkelson to fly out, and the run does not score. But with only one out left to get in the inning, Tyone falls behind Kerry Carpenter 3-1, to one, gives up a grand slam to tie the game. And, oh, my God, you want to talk about banging your head on the desk? That was me. Right, literally and figuratively, maybe, depending on the time of day. Um, there's another op- situation where you've got two guys in this lineup that can really hurt you. You got the one guy to pop out. You've got two outs, and it ends up the worst possible outcome that could happen happen with Kerry Carpenter. He hits a grand slam. The game's tied at four. Right. I mean, I, I honestly, there is nothing. I don't think there's anything you really could have done in that situation. It just, like you said, the worst possible outcome occurred. You know, it was. You know, you. I, I don't know if I would have done anything different if I was in that dugout. Um, you know, Kerry Carpenter hit one, and nothing you can do. You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you could have walked him. You could have walked him and been down and been down. Uh, what four to two? I mean, Kerry Carpenter's good. He's not Barry Bonds. I don't know if the bases loaded walk would have been something. I mean, and especially that he got Torkelson out the the batter before. I, right. I, I, I mean, I'm sure that was. Yeah, I know. It just it, it it's easy to say in hindsight, but it was just very frustrating. Oh, absolutely. And in the top of the eighth with one out, Ian Happ reached on an error by Zach McKinstry. Cody Bellinger lined out. Saya drew a walk. And with two outs, Jan Gomes hits a single. Happ would score Suzuki to third, but Gomes was thrown out at second inning over. But at least they retook the lead five to four. And boy, has Jan Gomes been clutch, right? He, he, he seems to get hits in big situations late in games. Yes, sir. And then in the top of the ninth, Heimer Candelario walked. Chris Morrell, what a, how nice a little rest would do you. He's a pinch hit single. Magical bunted my favorite to advance. The I runners. was thinking of you when that play <laughs> happened, Crowley. I thought of you when that play was going on. Worked out this time. And Nico Horner hit a sack fly to put the Cubs, give the Cubs a little insurance. And the lead was now six to four. Alzlai gave up a walk and a single before getting Jake Rogers to strike out to end the game. And we could all breathe a little bit there. The Cubs offense scored six runs on nine hits. Gomes two for four with an RBI. One of the unsung heroes of this game was Julian Merriweather, who looked absolutely, fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. 1.1 innings and struck out three. Really needed him, and then he came through clutch. And again, Tyone looked really good for five innings, and unfortunately the wheels fell off. But let me exhale for a second here because my heart is still beating from earlier today. Here is what David, Man- David Ross said about Drew Smiley's outing. Okay. This is what he said afterwards. You know, I want to get to it in a second, but Dustin, this was supposed to be a stretch where the Cubs really made up some ground, right? They played eight games against three bad teams from the week AL Central, the Sox, the Royals, and Detroit, and they finished five and three. All right. What did you do there? You, you, you split a series and you won two series. You shouldn't be too upset about that. I don't know, man. I, to me, it just wasn't good enough though, to go five and three against those teams. No, not good enough. Not good enough at all. And and go ahead, tell us what he said. I this this bothered well, me as well. You know, I'm looking at this, and, and Ross finally took my advice and gave Morell a day off. But if Ross wants a couple more pieces of advice, here's what you're going to do. Here, 
I cannot stress enough that Ian Happ needs to be moved from the third spot in the batting order. Okay. In the last seven games, he's slashing 208, 269, 375, no home runs, Dustin, and three RBIs. He was two for three with no homers and one RBI against the Tigers. That's just not good enough for a number three hitter. Okay. And not only this, Dustin, down two runs on Tuesday night and representing the winning run at the plate. Guess who was sitting in the on deck circle when Ian Hack struck out to end the game? Cody Bellinger. Okay. (laughs) Now, I've read baseball for dummies. Okay. I understand that you want your best hitters to have the most at bats possible. It is very clear that there are at least two hitters that are better than Ian Happ in uh, in Cody Bellinger and Heimer Candelario. I don't get this. It makes no sense, okay? The second thing, Dustin, that is just chipping my hide here, is I don't want to hear about Drew Smiley getting any more chances. If you intend to make the playoffs, right, it's it, 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 it's almost an automatic loss. And, and Dustin, you know, he was asked about it after the game, and this is what David Ross had to say about Drew uh, Swans or Drew Smiley's performance. Who takes a spot in the rotation? This is the question, right? He's in there because we're just a little shorthanded right now. It's his first start back. Um, let's give him a, a little bit of grace. And and you know, I don't know that we have uh, anybody waiting in line that we feel like is um, you know some dominant force. So we've got a we're, we're collectively as a group um, playing really good baseball. We fought our way back. Uh, and got really close there at the end. They got one more big hit than us early on, and, um, you know, we weren't able to get that. We got some big hits, but we weren't able to get that, that crushing blow to come back, and it's hard. You, you, you get a four spot and get four right back. Like, that can be crushing, and these guys fought hard back for the for the rest of the game. So um, we keep playing baseball like that. We'll get better pitching. Drew's going to be better, and, um, yeah, we'll keep keep going. Is he, Dustin? Is he going to be better? I don't know, but I would not give him the ball in a starting spot again. I put him back in the – I would put him back in the bullpen, Crowley, and next up for me, it would be Hayden Wisniewski getting a start. Well, that's, my, the, that's my opinion next time around. And listen, I'm also to blame, Crowley. I sat here on this podcast, and I said I had no problem. If Drew Smiley was ever going to be given a chance, Crowley, it's against a terrible team like the Tigers while the Cubs are in – playing meaningful baseball in August. And if he can't get it done, then you can't trust him in a bigger game. So he can't get it done in the starting spot. Now he here's goes what, to the bullpen. They here, need here's what, in the bullpen too. Here, but here's what I want to say here, right there. And if you listen closely, he said, we don't have someone that can come in and, and, and give us a dominant start. I'm not asking for a dominant start. I'm not asking for Cy Young out there, but I'm asking for somebody that cannot give up six or seven runs every time out and completely burn the bullpen. And a name that, should interest you. Our friend Tommy Birch, he's been on the pod plenty. He noted that Jordan Wicks was scratched from his start in AAA Iowa today, non-injury related. So I don't know. We, we got the probables. We'll get to it shortly. But if you're telling me that Drew Smiley, I, I heard you on the Mully and Haw show this morning talking, was it 10 ERA and how many in his eight last eight last starts yep. or something? That That's unexcusable. And, and to sit there and be like, oh, we didn't get the big hit. Yeah, you got plenty of the big hits against that game. Drew Smiley kept giving up runs. And here's what Drew Smiley had to say after the game. If this doesn't sound like a guy that's mentally defeated, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah, I'd love to pitch better. Um, the team needs me. I need to pitch better. Uh, you know, it's these games should be fun and they, they're meaningful. 
and I just have to play better. Uh, yes, you do. You have to play better, and the Cubs need you. The fans need you, and you didn't get it done. The good news is the Cubs won two out of three, and they go to Pittsburgh next. So for right now, uh, I'm going to get off it. I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy this. They have won <laughs> nine. They have won nine series since the All Star break. Okay, tied with two other teams who have won nine series in a row. You keep you keep winning series, you're going to keep playing meaningful baseball in from August into September, Crawley. So let let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it for a couple of minutes anyway. But I understand. I understand where you are coming from.